Who's the character you looked at? Now, let me go back to this thing. There's two things I was thinking about in that. Aaron, we talked about this. One thing that I've heard come up, and when you look at Killmonger, when you look at T'Challa, is sort of this, the fatherhood aspect. You know, um, the fact that you feel for Killmonger because of um, what he's gone through. He's gone through trauma. He lost his dad, you know? So that anger comes from that. And not only did he, not only did he lose his dad, he knew exactly how he lost his dad. So he knows exactly where to target his rage. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, and you're from Chicago, which is interesting, but this happens everywhere. I remember one time, I'll just say it real quick, I was preparing a sermon I never got to do. I'm in the dip school, that's why I do sermons. So, and one of the things I, went, I did was I went back, it was about violence or whatever, and I went back and looked at the, the um, crime stats in Chicago, because I, I was trying to balance sort of this, talk about what's going on in the world and, and the violence sort of we inflict on each other. And I remember a lot of the people who were killed by street violence were black men or brown men. I'm sure a lot of those men have children, their fathers, you know. A lot of them maybe lost the hands of other black men or brown men, you know. And so we we're creating sometimes a lot of killmongers, you know, if somebody doesn't intervene along the way. Somehow the community doesn't come behind, whether it's programs, whatever. So I was, I just, just, I'm saying all that to throw this thought out there because I've heard it about, you know, he's, he said, I think his mother says to him, stand up, you are a king, you know. And so that whole idea, of we, we, can, we, can cre- this, we can create our own kings, but we also can create our own monsters, you know. Just your thought about that. Just, just that. It's not even a question. I just wanted to put that out there. You may, you may disagree. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Killmonger is, is a complex character. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> oh, one more thing about King, um, Kill, Killmonger mm-hmm. that I think is important. Well, we, could we go into, I love how Black Panther, and this kind of ties into, I know what Aaron's passionately ready to, to spring on us. <laughs> that whole thing about gender equality. And the yeah, we didn't women. talk about black Co- women Co- in this Co- film. Co- let's, talk about, yeah, let's talk about black women. I want to get to that because Killmonger is violent toward black women. Yeah, I couldn't believe he killed her. That shocked me. Right. Like, so he let's killed talk his girlfriend. About yeah. Um, He's violent towards black women. And you know, he beats, he, he like hits them, up. he shoots them. Yeah. Let's, okay. Whew, I forgot about that. You know, some things you just don't want to think about. Um because it ruins, it makes it makes it. Um, and I bring that up to talk about the whole the creating creating our own kings, creating our own monsters, yeah. and and talking about sort of um, and bringing us somehow to this gender equality and uh, the power of black women. We did the first person we brought up um, in this podcast was Winnie, mm-hmm. you know, who was a powerful mm-hmm. woman. And there are people who try to be tractors, but people haven't lived in her context. Exactly. And people haven't been haven't sat. I think she was. You may know this better than I do sat in prison for 17 months, mm-hmm. 13 months solitary confinement, right? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, she's being brutalized. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Let's, Part so. of the reason that Winnie, you know, has <clears throat> a, you, I remember when Nelson Mandela passed away um, a few years ago mm-hmm. and his image was everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was all over Instagram, mm-hmm. all over Facebook. Everyone paid homage. Mm-hmm. When Winnie passed, it was only a few 
people. Yeah. And we need to we should we should discuss why that is. Um the the way that Winnie has been vilified, um I don't think um acknowledges the complexity, as you mentioned, oops, of her life. And just like um, not to cut you off, just like Winnie vilified, but you're seeing warrior women mm-hmm. in this fictional Wakanda. Right. And, and Winnie's kind of in a sense a she, warrior she woman in real life. <laughs> yes, she is. You know? But you know, in Wakanda, which is a make-believe world, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot of us lift up that warrior women mm-hmm. um, 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 uh, ideal. Yeah. Know? It's yeah. not even ideal. It's reality. Right. But then you, you, you get a real one, mm-hmm. like a, a Winnie. Mm-hmm. Who says I don't apologize for nothing? I don't play. Right. So same mentality as Denai's character. I agree with you. As um, Lupita's character, mm-hmm. who's a straight spy, basically. So tell tell us about that sort of yeah black so, woman empowerment. Yeah, in, Winnie, in, Winnie, Winnie using is in Winnie part, and, um, and Black Panther. In part, <clears throat> Winnie is vilified because she defies gender norms. Like mm. she's vilified in our society because she doesn't sit like a lady should sit. She doesn't do the things a lady should do. Right. Um, but yeah, so like the the portrayal of black women and Black Panther, um, uh, we we have an awesome range of 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 women, right? We have like someone like Lupita, which like I wanna discuss the traject like her character and the trajectory Please do. like what Please you guys do. think about. Um okay. what you think about yeah, how she, how her character changes throughout, because I think she shows the most change over time mm-hmm. as a char- as as a female leading character in the film. Um, and then, yeah, so, okay, should we start with her? Start with, okay. start with, start with the people. Yeah, you, okay. but it, and, it's, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say because I didn't see a change in her. Oh, I saw so a little bit I'm, of I'm really, when it, Okay, okay, yeah. well, great, let's yeah. see. Let's hear. Yeah, so I mean, I was. And let me say this real quick. I think the change happened. I don't want to cut you off because mm-hmm. I want to hear what you have to say. I think that I saw the change happen, Erin, when her and uh, what's the nice character's name oh. got got together and they were like, "Where are you gonna stand?" Wait, what? When was that? Who? It was a, the nice character who was a general. Uh, right. And her. Oh, right. And, and yeah. it was like, okay, mm-hmm. who are you Wait, loyal I think her to? Name, her character's name was. Was it Okoye? Yeah, I forgot. I forgot, man. Okoye. This is so I bad. I keep calling I her Denai because I've watched her, right. her career, and so I know her as the actress. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to say Denai's character. I don't want to jack up the name. Say okay. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to say this before we get into the specifics <clears throat> of characters. I want to give a, a broad generalization. I've seen Black Panther twice. And, you know, after you see something the second time, you can pay attention to little things that you hadn't noticed. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment that got me when I was uh, sitting in the film and it was in this, we should have told people too, I, I hope everyone's seen it by now, that there were going to be major spoilers as we <laughs> talk about this, but a little bit We'll put it in the caption. Okay, so um, there was a moment that, you know, just touched my heart, just like Amanda said, when she, she her moment was when he asked to see the sunset. My moment for um, black feminine beauty being elevated was in the chase scene in the and when they were in South Korea. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. I remember that. And they're mm-hmm. all in the car, and it's uh, Shuri, the sister, <laughs> Denai's yeah, oh character, God. the warrior, Nakia's character. And what hit me was I never, I've never before this scene because you, you and I, Evan, we know how long it takes to film a scene and how much time that creates on screen. You can take hours 
to film something on screen that's only going to be a minute. It or probably two. took a week to do that scene. Uh, right. Myself. So that right. that that took a week. But I've never seen women who look like that occupy that much screen time in that way for that long. Mm-hmm. Their beauty was elevated. Their mm-hmm. power was elevated. Their intellect was elevated, and everyone in the theater loved them. Mm-hmm. None of the characters had a weave, and, and nothing against sisters who have a weave. No one was black, but with Eurocentric features. They were all African looking. They were all awesomely splendid. And the audience, myself included, who had been told by the motion picture industry since birth that Mm -hmm. only one type of beauty Mm -hmm. to to look at was worthy of this kind of journey, was worthy of us paying this kind of attention to, we we debunked that myth Mm -hmm. immediately Mm -hmm. when we were, I mean, like I said, the audience that I was with two times when I saw it, it was majority white and we were all clapping, we were all celebrating, we were all celebrating these beautiful black women, these intelligent black women, these fierce, strong, powerful, feminine black women. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I want to say that too because mm-hmm. I, I like that part of myself too just as much as I like my dynamic side, my powerful side. And, and we were watching them and we loved them. Everybody mm-hmm. in the audience was in love with these women. <clears throat> and so that was profound to me that yeah captured my heart and I went home thinking, wow, I've never seen that before. I, I had never seen it before and I was so happy to have seen it. So, okay, that's what I have to say about black community <laughs> on screen. <laughs> yeah, I think you said the stage quite beautifully and I think that, um, did you say splendidly awesome or, or yes. something like that? <laughs> I mean, I think that that describes all of the women it, throughout, not just in that scene, but throughout all of the the whole film. Um, you were talking about Lupita's character thing. Yeah, so the so there's some that you of found the, interesting too. So some of the like ways I um, thought about black women in this film was to think about how they were portrayed, um, how they were portrayed, like kind of in the way that you're mentioning, like how, to what extent are they, you know, taking on these like action roles or like leading leading a people into war, or are they just seen as caregivers? Like what kind of roles are, are black women being casted in? And you see them in a variety of of roles, um, what I thought was really like really dope was that was that when when black women were in relationships with men, that they were they were running those relationships <laughs> that they were running those relationships. Of course you would. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing. Or like what was even more powerful, I thought, was their independence and yeah. and the fact that they did not need black men. Yeah. Um, so my favorite character is um, is her name Shori? Shuri, she's an awesome, <laughs> awesome sister, right? She's, like, over here with all of the intelligence, like, like literally responsible for, like, why Wakanda is able to be such an economic success and why it is able to be protected in the way that it is, like, invisible or not visible to some or whatever the protection system they got going on there is. Um, but she's she's the reason. And what I love about her character is that there is no—there is nothing to—she has nothing to do with any kind of man in the film. And she just shines like on her own through her I love that too. through her intellect. Like we never see a moment where like she's even interested in a man or any any kind of romance. Mm-hmm. I I love that about yeah. her. And this is where I found Lapita disappointing, to oh, be okay. honest with you, in this film. Not like Lapita herself yeah. or her acting. No. That was solid and mm-hmm. amazing. But the character and like the trajectory of, of the character's story. Um, was that she starts off as this, like, independent, like, I don't want you, T'Challa. I'm interested in going around the world, going around the continent, and doing these peace peacekeeping, like, missions. Um, 
And then in the end, she falls for him after he's a hero and after he's on, like, international TV. And I'm just kind of like, really? So here's my thing. I always thought, I always thought, I always thought that she, she fell for him. I always thought that there was like that. They were just sort of wrestling with, maybe they were wrestling with timing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they had really wrestling with timing. They had history. Yeah, they had history. They were already in love and, and they had been in a relationship. It did not work out. Yeah. And then she was pursuing her purpose. Mm-hmm. And she was still going to pursue her purpose. To me, she brought him over to her side. She made him see the wisdom that she had from the beginning of the movie. So if anything, I thought her I influence on him was profound. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, you know, ca- caused him to uh, change his paradigm. I may- she maybe, she, maybe, paradigm they maybe they she wouldn't have got did. together if she didn't yeah. do mm-hmm. that. She yeah, that, that's and, also and, great. Yeah. She definitely and, changed his perspective on yeah. the peacekeeping and, so, and internationalism. Yeah, I never found her to be the girl who just fell in love with the guy at the end. I always thought <laughs> she's very purposeful, very strong. And had he listened to his woman from the beginning, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but Lord. he did. He, well, okay, I'm kidding now. But, but he, she, she was uh, crucial for his paradigm shift. Everything, every his whole journey was. But she was um, championing those ideas from the onset. And then he got on board by mm-hmm. the end of the movie. And let me say this, just as a plug for Tashala. I love Shuri as well. Mm-hmm. Love the relationship. She's my favorite. Shuri. Um, oh, Tashala's sister. Favorite. Yeah. <laughs> now, you I'm a, Christian, too. Yeah, I know that. that. <clears throat> I definitely know that. And so is, I think, mm-hmm. Bozeman as well. Chad, Chad Bozeman. Um, okay, okay. But I'm going I'm to say this, and y'all probably going to look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm going to say it. All right? So the original, <laughs> <laughs> the original... Um, Black Panther, and I understand that was written by men. I get that. That's not lost on me. Uh, Black, one of the things that, that uh, uh, as far as T'Challa, his background is he was like the best scientist. They didn't really highlight that in the film, but he was the best scientist in mm. Wakanda, mm. right? Uh, and apparently, but his sister, Shuri, apparently his little sister, he was able to sort of learn from him, but she took it to another level. Because remember in the film, the, the, when the, which is a funny funny scene scenes. when she comes up and she says here's the suit here's you suit. made yeah, like he made scene. the first suit she improved upon the suit and she set it up for him to sort of kick the suit he made okay then she sets him up pulls out her camera and he kicks the suit that she made yeah. so I thought that was cool I mean it didn't take away anything from T'Challa but it uh, definitely did um Sort of, I, not even add value to Shuri, but you obviously she was she took it to another level, which was great. I think um, because of I think more than anything for a lot of people, um, they were drawn to her intelligence and humor. Mm-hmm. That whole thing was hysterical. Her intelligence, yeah. humor. so yeah. She's so very, so in, to be a great actress, yeah. To be a fan, to just. Sh- I just saw her on Black Mirror. <clears throat> that, um, mm-hmm. Netflix, I saw that one too. Uh, She's on that. Like a, a modern day Twilight Zone. What's That's it called? She's on the last episode. Yes. Oh, Black Mirror. Well, right? actually, they have two more episodes now. But I'm sure um, I check it's it out. a show called Black Mirror. It's on Netflix, and it it reminds me of like a modern day Twilight Zone. Each episode or each yeah, each episode is different. All different story. All different cast. And so she has one that she is the lead in, and she's great. Mm-hmm. And to think that she was going to give up acting. Right. right. Yeah. A lot. A lot of that goes on. Like. Aaron, you know this. I think uh, a lot of actors, right. including myself, was I was just like, I'm done with her it. Because it was a, yeah. She gained her faith, I think, after that. Um, well, I remember her testimony. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember it specifically. Mm-hmm. But she was going through something because, you know, or we'll just share with you, Amanda, that 
this uh, and with our audience something to your your sense of value, your sense of self worth, mm. and so because you're there's a constant rejection mm-hmm. and there's a constant yeah, trying absolutely. to sell yourself, yeah. and in a way sometimes that you feel a bit diminished, mm-hmm. and so she just was like, you know, God, I love you, I trust you, I'm not going to let it affect me like that. I surrender it, and mm-hmm. when she surrendered it. Yeah. You know, he brought it back to her full <laughs> throttle. And obviously now she's in one of the top grossing movies, not in the it, nation, it, but in, in the, the world. world. It just passed Titanic. <laughs> I read today. What? It just really? passed Titanic wow. with a worldwide box I'm office. I'm going to teach a class on Wakanda. Yeah. Wow. Please teach a class on Wakanda and invite <laughs> You know what? I'd like to discuss this. There are two parts where I want to discuss T'Challa's visit to the astral plane versus Killmonger's. And I'm just yeah. calling it the astral plane. I I, I don't like remember the what they call it in the movie. Yeah, yeah the, ancestor, the ancestors. That that area. When when T'Challa goes, and it's pretty academic. He goes. He sees his father, who is surrounded by the other ancestors. Mm. It's panthers. It's this beautiful place. It's. I mean, I want to go there. It's purple. The tree. And he's having this, you know, really beautiful discussion. But when mm. Killmonger goes, his father is alone. He's in that sort of dingy Oakland apartment. apartment yeah. Yeah, and um, there is the, and he, this is what I loved about it. He goes back and forth from being the boy to the man, the boy to the man. And I feel like when we have a woundedness, like what we have as African-Americans in this country and what he experienced personally as that character, you're sort of in an arrested development. Mm, That's a good point. You stop there in terms of your maturity and being able to love. He couldn't even because he says, I think his father's crying or he says, no tears for your old man mm-hmm. or something. And he says, well, people die every day. So he didn't value life anymore. That's why he so easily took it from that, those women and other people. I mean, he said he, the marks on his chest, he said, these are for all the people I've killed. killed. So he had no value of human life, much less gender human life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I thought it was very interesting to show that juxtaposed to T'Challa's visit to that plane, that ancestral, you know, place where it was beautiful, it was legacy, and then his was sort of dark and sad. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear you guys speak to that. Mm. You remember that moment? Yeah, um, I do remember that moment. Um, honestly, like that moment opened up a lot of questions for me about um like about about his dad about uh Killmonger's dad um because he's the person who he's dialoguing with in that moment um and and more so just what so you know you mentioned this woundedness that's like um preventing him from like accessing the ancestors or or um or just his own, like, yeah, his own ancestral past, his own historic past. But I wonder, I wonder if... I didn't think, I'm sorry, I didn't think the woundedness was stopping him from accessing it. I think that he accessed all that we can here. That was his past. And his past was of a father who was taken away from him in that, you know, apartment. But T'Challa had this beautiful past Mm. of this beautiful, rich legacy. I think they were showing the two, you know, polar opposites for a reason. But I just wanted to clarify mm-hmm. that. Go on. Yeah, so I, di- I didn't read it. I mean, it was it was a sad moment. Um, I read it as sad because he lost his dad very early in life, not because um, 
not because he returned to L.A. Is it L.A.? Or Oakland. Oakland. Not because he returned to Oakland or because there weren't a lot of people there. Um, and I can't, I, I don't remember, his dad gave him words of wisdom, right? He told, that's when he showed him um, his, like, Wakanda, what is it, like, like that. Teeth. Uh, no. It's like a high, yeah, it's like, it's in his the flesh. In it glows in his right. flesh. Yeah. yeah, like that, that thing. Um, and so I, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think of it as... So it, it raised more questions to me in general about who Killmonger is and what happened to him in his childhood. What I don't like about this film is that it makes assumptions about the hood. Mm. And it makes the hood seem like, okay, well, any child living in the hood can only have bad memories mm. and can only, like, grow up, like, and be Killmonger. Mm. Which, to a certain extent... I mean, there is trauma. There is trauma. Mm. If you were growing up in poverty, if you were growing up, you know... In, in conditions such as the ones that Kilmarga grew up in. But, like, that's not the only story that's there. That's true. But let me say this, though. I agree. Let me I say agree. this. It was interesting, though. <clears throat> I was thinking about it as you were talking. Uh, that's, first of all, I think, I think is, is I, I believe, I'm not sure, but I almost think so, The Ryan uh, Coogler is from Oakland. He's from, mm-hmm. he's from Oakland. Um, I agree with that. He is. Yeah, I agree with he's that. from oh, the Bay. And you, actually, Aaron, you're from the Bay. Um, yeah, I'm from the basement. So, um, I'm from those hard, mean streets of Oakland. The hard, mean streets. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> what's interesting is when um, it, it came to mind when T'Challa and Shuri come back to that area, you know. Um, at the end. At the end. Yeah. And in the end, it's weird. It's like, and, and the, that could be read a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the one the one thing com- comes to mind is is that how sort of being responsible for your community sort of comes back around, um, you know, being able to sort of um, just, I don't know, it's hard to really to really articulate it, but sort of create opportunities there for people so you don't have another um, um, Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's not the only place you'll find a Killmonger, mm-hmm. you know, or just, mm-hmm. just because they lost their father. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different reasons. Yeah. I, I feel that at, at some point, especially when you when it comes yeah. to storytelling, yeah. you have to focus in on, on sort of one aspect of something right. to tell the story. Right, right, in right. this case, it was it was that for Killmonger. Right. Um, but, you know, for for the sake of time, you know, I'm, I'm, but you, before, I'm going to have you respond to it because you seem like you, you seem like you have a response. You don't. It's okay. You have one for what I just said, I'm just kind of... Oh, you were talking about the ending, and I think the ending. the ending, like, we should discuss the ending. <laughs> Let's discuss it. Let's discuss it. Discuss it, please. Uh, I was, I, I mean, I thought, I was disappointed with the ending. Okay, the well, tell, tell me why. Um, tell us why. Well, I guess my question would be for you guys, like, mm-hmm. how you, did you, do you see T'Challa in the ending, in his actions, him going to the United Nations at the end, and as well as him building, is it a community center in mm-hmm. Oakland? Something, uh, some yeah, some sort of like some entity sort of that entity. is supposed to yes yeah, um, the youth that is supposed to help out in Oakland. Is that is that the fulfillment of Killmonger's vision? You know, um, that's interesting. For me, I would say I feel like Killmonger. Or are we doing justice to Killmonger? Is T'Challa doing justice to Killmonger? I, I feel like the justice for Killmonger. That's a good question. I'm not sure how to answer that. I, the, if I was to well, if I was to answer that, I would say. Whatever, whatever first steps of that might be his presence at the UN. Mm-hmm. Although some could argue that you know you have you have you have you're doing it in front of 
you're doing it, you're doing it, you're not really, quote unquote, doing it for people of color. Mm -hmm. You're sort of bringing in these people who still think you're a nation of farmers, you know? So, but that's a good question. I don't, I don't know how to answer that one. Erin, you know how? Well, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't I'll know. answer it, and then we're going to have to have you back, Amanda, because... Yeah. I, I want to have... I want to give <laughs> it... It's yeah. been so yeah. nice. I love talking a, about this movie. Yeah. I'm going to have to have a part two, three, four, and five. Well, go ahead. Um, go ahead. So, I think for me that in part, and it's funny, because I found myself battling and changing throughout the movie, mm. I, under, I think the two things being represented there are globalism and isolation. Isolationism. Isolationism. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> globalism and isolate. <laughs> isolationism. Isolationism. I, isolationism. Those are the two I, um, themes I think he's addressing. I don't think that that moment has anything really to do with Killmonger, more to do with those themes and more to do with Nakia's influence. So I think that when he goes to the UN, then he's opening himself up. He's, they've been, um, we're talking about just the tradition of his father versus uh, what Nakia thought they would be, should be doing. And then he's sort of, I think, sort of in the middle, keeping a happy medium. So that was also another theme or a construct of this movie. Do we keep with tradition or do we open ourselves up and, and innovate and do things in a new way and share our knowledge and our intelligence with the world? So I think that's what he was doing at the UN. When he then goes into Oakland, I think that it, that's, more of the Nakia thing. I'm going to help. I'm going to give back to the community, but not in the way that Killmonger hmm. is, you know, was calling for. Killmonger wanted us to take up arms and, <laughs> and handle business. You know, uh, uh, T'Challa at the end to me is decided to go in and um, sow seeds so that there will be fruits of education, fruits of community, fruits of, you know, different things for that area because he said he bought a couple of buildings and so mm. you felt like that Shuri was going to start maybe teaching the kids some type of tech or something mm. I mean you know it mm. left like mm -hmm. you said a lot of unanswered things but I felt like they were being very forthright with making their presence there and wanting to help that community let me but let not at all in the way Killmonger wanted them to but let me hear what you had saying say because you asked the question but you obviously don't think that it was a fulfillment of Killmonger's vision. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 in your opinion, um, was his vision? Just so I think <clears throat> that this goes like because because Killmonger is steeped in this violence, mm. we tend to discard like his radical vision. Mm. Um, but he had an incredibly radical re vision. He wanted a revolution mm -hmm. for reparations. Mm -hmm. For for years of colonialism and enslavement, he wanted. He said he wanted to take back what's ours. Mm. Um, so he recognized that one of the greatest travesties travesties in in the history in the world in, in world history in the history of the world has been like the impacts of colonialism mm. and wealth wealth extraction. So he had a he wanted to have a revolution that radically redistributed wealth. Um. And the way that he achieved that end was to go go and do it violently. Um, but the the things that I see T'Challa doing at the end is not is is more so like using the wealth of his nation state Wakanda to give aid to another to a region and another en nation state that has nothing to do with the radical redistribution of wealth it keeps the power systems in stake it keeps the police state intact mm -hmm. and it's important because in the beginning they started with the rodney king riots mm -hmm. 
I think, or like the riots of 1992. So if we're talking about the police state and we're talking about inequality, which is the problem that, you know, is like is, is a problem that's persistent um, in the community that Killmonger is from, the, the solutions that they've la- laid out, which is breaking out of isolationism and appealing to the UN to share vibranium and their technology is not going to bring about the desired effect. Let me say something real quick. That's that's actually good. Now now you made me actually change my, my, my thinking, my answer. I know we got to go, but let me just say but this. that's great, though. <clears throat> no, no, it changed something for me. I love that. You're, you're absolutely right. Now, um, now, Killmonger, interestingly enough, I'm 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 thinking they 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 sought to. Now you've asked this question, Amanda. You say sought to. Now it's good. I'm laughing. I, I see. I believe they sought to um, implement uh, Killmonger's vision when they came back to Oakland through possibly education and building community there. You know, we're we're meaning it's a revolution, but it's sort of like. It's a revolution and it's revolutionary, but the tactics are a little bit different. Mm. The tactics are a little bit different. Um, I was seeing something. Wait, it's a revolution. In 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 this sense, and 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 I, from what I remember, you know, mm-hmm. they're going back. They're bringing technology to these kids. Mm-hmm. The same technology that's made them successful mm-hmm. over the next generation as they develop mm-hmm. leaders and children. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will they will have, you know. I, I've always believed that the revolution ultimately. And this is another discussion mm-hmm. for us as uh, people of the African diaspora. A strong part of it is uh, economic and education, mm-hmm. a very strong part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, more so than taking up arms, we mm-hmm. could take up arms here and here, mm-hmm. you know, and find a way to, here meaning uh, I'm using the, mm-hmm. the, the money symbol when I say here, I'm pointing to my head since people are listening. Say, I know, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Here, here, here is my head, the here. first here. The second right. here is like, here. ooh, mo- money, you know, economic and economic okay. and intellect. And finding a way to sort of, that's the wealth we have. That's the wealth Wakanda has. That's what made Wakanda Wakanda. In my mind, and this whole discussion, man, I want to talk about too, is lever- the leverage we have, the, the, the leverage we have. Because we, as, as, as people of color around the world, I mean, we have a lot of wealth in terms of not just land and money, in terms of here. Creativity. Creativity. Uh, mm-hmm. You see that. You go to Jamaica's how small is Jamaica? And I'm from Jamaica, so I'm a little biased. And then, and then you have reggae music all over the world, you know. <laughs> You know, I mean, like, literally, like, all over the world, people, you go to Japan, people are like, what love? You know, in Japan, you know, all over the mm-hmm, world. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so our creativity, I think, is a gift. I remember, and I'm going to close out with this real quick, I, I, you know, because, I mean, I love this discussion. And I wanted to ask a, a sort of people of faith perspective from Amanda, but I'm going to throw this out there. I went to a conference years ago. Um, it was a, it was, it was called, uh, God, one of those big conferences for Promise Keepers. That's what it was called. And there was oh, a, that yeah, and it was uh, it was it it was at the forum in L.A. It was at uh, the church. In fact, Aaron and I went to the same church, Faithful Central Bible Church, and uh, it was at the forum. And this one guy got up, and I never forget. He was a he spent his, he spent years as a missionary all over the world, and he was talking about how he felt in his research in his sort of experience that different people groups had different specific giftings. You know, and the one he said he felt African peoples had mm. was leadership. Mm. 
He said he said he felt that, and he said he would a lot of time deal with with people in the African diaspora, and they were like leadership. We mean the leadership. Look at this. Look at the stuff we're going through. He and he said no. He said that's what he believes, and then he, he said a lot of the. He said with the indigenous people, it was spirituality. Mm-hmm. With the African peoples, it was leadership. With the European peoples, it was sort of exhortation, that ability to strike out and do A, B, and C. You know, which is. You know, which yeah, we could talk about. Who that. Who do you think won? Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, the exhortation. Like that's why you see a lot of them will go to. The, that's why you see the, the people, battle's not over. Right. That's why you see right. European people will go to the South Pole, but we ain't going to the South Pole. You know, it's too cold. You know, we don't like. We don't. We don't care what's down there. Mm-hmm. But they have people like Amundsen mm-hmm. who discovered the South Pole. Supposedly. Oh, you mean like to spread themselves? To spread like, themselves out. <laughs> that, that sort of exploration. To be and, colonizers. <laughs> well, to be colonizers. But but going back to. Definitely, but you're. But the, the, I know we're running out of time. But for sure, for sure, the thing that struck me was that whole leadership thing mm-hmm. with people, African peoples, and mm-hmm. to see even with this country, mm-hmm. you know, who the, the sort of civil rights movement, you know, um, you know, you're gonna you see you're gonna see it also with other movements coming up. You see, but you see that. I mean, like you see that, and I, I, I and I think that, um, and I don't know why I brought that up, but I think that's significant too. Sort of who we are as people, um, that ability to be to, to to lead, and I think a lot of time it's that leadership gift, and I think that's been forced out of us because of circumstances. Mm-hmm. We've had to, we've had to, because you have no other choice mm-hmm. when but you're dealing I with those sort of. What I find remarkable about yeah. us is, mm-hmm. in spite of our circumstance, the footprint of our influence is remarkable throughout mm-hmm. the world. <clears throat> throughout the world, that's eloquently stated. You know. Any last thoughts as a uh, this future scholar in terms of? Black Panther, sort of how's it may I may have sort of prompted you, um, and, and whether good or bad, to sort of in terms of towards your purpose because you're definitely going to be London School of Economics, you know Columbia, yeah, you know you're gonna you, you you're driven to you, you're a woman of purpose and you're obviously driven to something. So so any last thoughts for us before we close out? Uh, no, everything I have has been a gift from God. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I'm able to do the things that I've been able to do. Um, I think that one last thought would just be, I mean, to 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 see this movie or to put this movie in the context of just like like the idea that our survival um, throughout like all of these various historical processes is is a remarkable thing in and of itself. And however we were, we arrived at that survival, however we make sense of that survival, um, is something that we should just acknowledge and be grateful for every single day mm-hmm. That's true. Um, because our survival is resistance our survival i mean manifests itself in so many ways right um beyond resistance it's it's you know just i mean it's just an amazing thing so um yeah that's that's all i really appreciate being here no, i love this conversation we appreciate you having and me, i wish we could talk about it more we, maybe i should change my dissertation topic to <laughs> right no let's right about yeah, I, black want, panther we want to talk about it more we're going to talk about more more things now that we know sort of your transnational uh, research uh you know because oh, one, one of the big things i think i think for us is definitely uh, the other side we talk a lot about the goal really is to be a faith-based lens on community mm-hmm. economics, politics, and entertainment. I uh, kind of jacked up the order, but we, we want to. We want people to see what we. That's what we call the other side. The other side. We want people to have these discussions. We want to build empowerment, particularly for people to shift narratives of people of color around the world. Definitely people of faith, mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of 
the, the definitely the Christian uh, dialogue or the Christian sort of um, point of view has been sort of co-opted by people, quite frankly, who are not even Christians, you know, yeah. and, and they sort of right. run around, you know, supporting stuff that that has nothing to do with sort of the biblical writ. Or, or the, or, I have a lot or, to say or, about or, yeah. that. Well, that's that, and that's <laughs> yeah, something I love to get to. That yeah, she could be part of our, our um, topic. Yeah, that's gonna be our next topic. So <laughs> yeah. So but so. But I, I want to say this mm -hmm. before we and and I know we both gotta go. I know we do. But um, because this our podcast is about seeing things through a faith based lens, and so I'm gonna go back to your first uh, question. What does this or what was the first question was like, what was great about? Uh, no, what, what was why? Oh, what was important about was Black important Panther? Now? What was important? Why mm -hmm. is it important now? As Christians, I think that um, you and I have talked about this. The white supremacy mindset is a cancer mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, it not only has hurt us, it has hurt them. Mm -hmm. Those who have taken part in it and, mm -hmm. um, you know, sort of have it taken root of in their soul and bear the fruit thereof. So I think that this is beginning to dispel a lot of that, not everything, but we both know, or in, in, in you too, Amanda, the power of cinema, mm -hmm. the power mm -hmm. of empowerment and seeing yourself mm -hmm. um, on screen in a different way. And maybe because we're older, it, you know, I, I, ha I had that moment in the theater where I was like, oh, I hadn't seen women, my women, us, mm -hmm. you know, shown in this light, but you know, I've, I've gone on my journey. I know who I am now. But uh, for a young child seeing it, for a young girl and a young boy seeing it, for even little white kids who are now or Asian kids or Hispanic kids who are going to get the Black Panther toys and, and pretend mm -hmm. that they're And Halloween them, costumes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so this they gonna is do. going to create, yes, it is going to create, um, what does uh, King call it? The beloved uh, Beloved community. community. And... And any time that is, uh, we do any possibility our art to contribute to that mindset, mm -hmm. we're in a good direction yeah. and we're going to yeah. a great place. As so doing the what right we work. can do is, you know, yeah, as creatives and filmmakers and artists is create or use our art mm -hmm. to, you know, further that vision. And so I think that's what this does in a way. Cool. Thank you again, Amanda. It's been my pleasure. Thank Man, you so much. Man, this is cool. Thank you for tuning in to The Other Side. Thanks for tuning in to The Other Side. Join me on the journey at AaronSands.com or you can follow me on social media at Aaron L. Sands. You can follow me on Instagram at Evan the Conqueror or on Twitter at Evan D. Park. Thanks again. See you soon on The Other Side. The views expressed on the other side are those of the hosts and the guests and do not represent the views of Yale University.